Hello, everyone, and welcome to our sixth episode with Sipping With Us. This is Martha. This is Paula. This is Myra. And today we are super excited because we have our very first guest. I don't know if you knew that you're our first guest, but you are. (laughs) (laughs) Clarissa Calderon. She's going to talk to us about her journey with bariatric surgery. And uh, I asked Clarissa to join us um, in this podcast because I, I see her as a very strong... I mean, obviously, this podcast, we want to focus it on strong women. And to me, I feel like you've always, like, embodied that as a woman, especially a Latina person, you know? Yeah. So um, we're definitely interested in hearing her journey. And in addition to that, we're going to talk a a little bit about just cosmetic surgeries in general. So let's just dive right into it. All right. So, Clarissa, first of all, welcome to our podcast. We are very excited to have you. Um, why don't you just start off by telling us a little about a little bit about who you are? Well, thank you so much, um, ladies, for having me. Um, I'm really excited to be here and to kind of share my story and my journey that I'm still on. Um, so, yes, my name is uh, Clarissa Calderon, and born and raised here in Fort Worth, Texas. And I think one of the most important things to know about me is that I am a mother of 15-year-old triplets. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Paula is just amazed uh, that she has triplets. Um, like, just a single mother, like of one child, to me, they're like superheroes. So of three yeah. triplets, teenagers. And a single mother. Even more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they are 15. They just turned 15 last month. We celebrated with the traditional quince años. Yeah. We call it quince años since I do have two boys mm-hmm. and one girl. And uh, so, yeah, we actually, thankfully, we were able to celebrate right before yeah. we got shut down with the quarantine stuff. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, but they, and I, and I say that that's important for everybody to know because uh, that is really what kicked off my bariatric journey um, and making that decision for myself uh, to have the weight loss surgery. Uh, just some background, I've... I've haven't always been overweight my whole life. I I was always a very active and fit person. Um, I played softball even as an adult. Played soccer even as an adult. Um, I ran a full marathon a couple years ago. So yeah, I mean that that active lifestyle lifestyle has always been part of. Wait, me. tell us about go back to your marathon. Like what? Oh yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so I actually ran the United States Marine Corps Marathon um, in Washington, D.C. with my older brother. He's in the Marines. Um, He's actually retiring next month. He'll be retiring after 20 years. Um, But it was one of those uh, I had lost some weight. Mm -hmm. I think around that time I had I was down like 40, 50 pounds and I felt so good. And and running was like part of my everyday, you know, journey. And, um, and I just challenged myself. I'm like, I want to run a marathon. And, you know, and that's one thing about me is like, if I set something out, like it's going to happen. Like I'm going to make sure. So was this before your surgery or like after? Oh no, no. So this was years before my surgery. Um, currently I'm about six and a half months post-op of my Mm -hmm. bariatric surgery. Okay. And, um, yeah. So let's, uh, for the one side who don't know or have an idea what the, What's it called? The bariatric. bariatric surgery. So give a little explanation to our listeners to what kind of surgery that is and what does it consist of? Okay. So so the bariatric surgery basically is just like the name for, in general, of weight loss surgery. Mm-hmm. The one, the procedure that I specifically had is called a duodenal switch. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, so you have most di- uh, different kind of surgeries. You have like the lap band, mm-hmm. and you have mm-hmm. the gastric sleeve. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard of those two. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. you have like the gi- gastric bypass. And then the Duano switch is somewhat new. It's been around for like maybe 10 years, I Mm -hmm. think. Um, I recall my doctor saying. So to the surgery world, like that's considered still new. Right. Um, But basically what it is, is they removed 80% of my stomach and then they um, rerouted my small and my large intestine. So not only am I eating less, I'm also absorbing less because it's bypassing uh, a lot of my small intestine. Or large intestine, yep. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, so yeah, so keeping up with uh, like a good nutrition plan and taking my vitamins every day is crucial for me to stay healthy and strong mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, so let's go back a little bit more yeah. to like your beginning, like as you were saying about yourself. Yeah. You have three children, they're triplets, which is like we said, we think you're yeah. super women because <laughs> <laughs> it's already hard enough, like with people that have one, we don't even have kids, but yeah. Yeah, I know it's hard, not the easiest um, journey, right, to to raise, especially as a single mother. Yeah. So you just you did mention that that was like a big important part of your life as to what led you to getting your surgery. Yeah. Um, so how old were you when you had your kids, and what was your your weight journey prior to getting pregnant and after? Yeah. So I was young. I was nineteen when I had my kids. I was a freshman in college, and so my life before was, like I mentioned, I was a cheerleader and a softball player and a soccer player. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was active and fit. And, you know, I think a lot of, a lot, your body goes through a lot of changes, you know, after post, pregnancy. post-pregnancy, yeah. Um, your metabolism is, isn't the same and mm-hmm. your priorities are definitely not the same. You know, I couldn't just get up and go and play on my soccer team. You know, you, I had to let go of a lot of that stuff, which right. kept me fit and active. Mm-hmm. Um, I continued to go to school, so I was a full-time employee. I w- went to school full-time, and I was a full-time mother. So uh, I didn't have the time to really take care of myself. Like you weren't your pr- own priority at that Exactly. Yeah. I wasn't for many, many years. Right. And that started to show throughout time, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I started to see it. I guess I didn't, like, initially see what big of a change it made on me because it was kind of like oh this year i gained five pounds you know because mm-hmm. you go to your your woman checkup right. and it's like oh you gained five pounds or you gained 10 pounds i'm like oh, that's not a lot you know yeah. but a decade later mm-hmm. you know it oh up. 100 pounds you know 120 pounds mm-hmm. so uh but, but that's the mentality behind it right like you said when it when it's like little by little you don't realize it like the realization doesn't hit you until you see the overall yeah. Like journey of like, oh crap, like it's this much now. Like yeah. I, I know it's gonna be a problem now for right. me, you know? Yeah. So what was your at what point was it that you decided that you wanted to get the surgery done? So because I towards like the I would say like the last five years, mm-hmm. I uh, I really when I really tried focusing on, you know, losing the weight, mm-hmm. I fluctuated so much, up and down, up and down. Then my health really was a big concern. Um, my mother is diabetic. My father has high blood pressure, mm-hmm. and I was dealing with both of those. I both of those things. Right, and, and it's such a Latino like yeah. um, norm. You know, it is for us to experience that with our parents and yeah, our lifestyles. We, yeah. I mean, I 
I mean, how many Latinos or Latinas do you hear like, oh, my mother's diabetic, my mother's mm-hmm. diabetic, or right. we have high blood yeah. pressure? Yeah. Like, I feel like that's something that we deal with a lot. So, and but because of that, I thought, no, I don't want to be on insulin and I don't want to be, I was already taking high blood pressure medication. Right. Oh, wow. Oh. And yeah, and my doctor was like, if you just lose 10% of your body weight, I'm like, that's hard, mm-hmm. you know? And, but no, I really, to then I thought, no, he's right, you know? Right. So I really tried shooting for, you know, to lose the weight. And then that's when I, you know, I lost 40, about 40, 50 pounds. And oh, that before was before your surgery? Before my surgery. Oh, wow. Um, and that's the same year that I decided to run the marathon, you know, and I thought, okay, I'm in, I'm going, mm-hmm. doing well, I'm doing good. And then 2018, I don't know, like I just stopped running five miles a day and then boom, I just gained 10 more pounds yeah. and then 15 more. And I gained everything that I had lost and worked so hard for. Like you feel like you have to work so hard just to get to this point. And then, like a second, it just yeah. Goes it's away. like you have yeah. to keep going. Yeah, yeah. but right? yeah, and it was for me. It was frustrating because I'm like, I can't enjoy, you know, a night out drinking with my friends, right. you know, or I can't right. enjoy a a cheeseburger, you it, know. It's exactly what I tell my husband, like Edgar. I'm like, you don't understand. I eat a crumb and I gain weight. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I it's not yes. the same, you know. Yeah, it's I. It, that's exactly how I felt. And for me, I'm like, oh my gosh, if I stop running five miles a day, then now I'm not losing any weight, right. you know? And that's yeah. not realistic. To me, it's not realistic. Yeah. Five, I'm not exaggerating when I tell you I would run five miles at 4.30 in the morning before oh I had to get to work. God. It just felt like something okay. was off for you. Like, yeah. I'm not at the losing at the rate other people lose. Yeah, and I did. I, I went to my doctor and I, you know, told him my frustrations. We did all the blood work. We checked everything, just... Just to cross off, like, mm-hmm. is it a thyroid issue or, you know, what could be the underlying issue? Oh, my gosh. I was so frustrated because I was still healthy. I'm like, yeah. he's like, there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. He's like, you just have to stop eating so much. I'm like, It's almost what? like you want there to be something wrong, so and, you have a reason. But did, yeah. did, like, did you feel, feel like, like you would eat a lot? So I felt, so I would meal prep a lot, you know, and people uh-huh. would be like, oh, you meal prep every day. I'm like, I do. Uh, now, with my surgery, I realized, like, man, I... I definitely was overeating, even the oh, healthy stuff, even yeah. the healthy stuff. I'm like, yeah, I de- I was overeating. Like if you, you know? consumed way more protein, it, it's gonna take yeah. an effect. And I was know? consuming more, and even though I was working out mm. and everything, I'm like, you were no. burning more than what you were eating. You're yeah, eating yeah. 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 So what I'm hearing is um, a lot of it kind of derived on on like health reasons for you is that kind of what initiated it for you yeah like that realizing like yeah more of a health reason rather than like a, you absolutely know. yeah it was more health because i'll be honest i've always been very confident in the way i look even so as a big girl i, I was very confident i totally wanted to touch on that with you because <laughs> i feel like i mean you've listened to our podcast or yeah. just knowing me in general right like Obviously, I feel like I'm a pretty confident person. Yeah. And I get that vibe from you, too. I always have, no matter what your weight was. Yeah. I always thought, like, you were a confident person. Yeah. And that's why, for me, it's like, confidence is, like, bigger than anything. Yeah. Like, it can get you to reach goals that you you thought were unimaginable, Uh right? So, that's what is so interesting about the situation because Mm -hmm. a lot of people that go through situations like this or these type of surgeries... It derives from a self-esteem issue, but for right. you, it's like I was already confident. This was yeah. just to boost me, yeah. my for health reasons, <laughs> and just you know. Yeah, it was definitely health because, like I said, I I always had the confidence. Yeah. As even being over three hundred pounds, mm-hmm. like I'm like okay, you know, I'm like I look good. What yeah. are you talking about? And that's something you can't <laughs> teach. You know what I yeah. mean to people? Like confidence yeah. just. 
I'm a huge believer in like it's your it's a nature, mm-hmm. you know, but you can also build it too. Yeah, right? absolutely, yeah. yeah. And uh, but I think my absolute turning point um, in my decision was uh, two summers ago when I took my children to they were 13. Mm-hmm. I took them to Six Flags. We would get season passes every year, right. so we're like, oh yeah, let's go. Okay, so we went and we got on the Titan. Yeah, and so that roller coaster they just have like the bar that just kind of like right. put, goes down on your lap and they go by and do this big block and just check the space between the lap and your and the person writing mm-hmm. and that block did not fit like they made me get off in right. front of everybody after wow. everybody was already settled in sat you know and it's a summer so there's tons of people there right. and the look on my kids face when they're looking at me like what's it's wrong it's like you felt for them rather than for yourself yeah more. because i'm you know I, of course i was embarrassed you know but i was more embarrassed for my children right and you know because everybody's like staring like what what's the hold up why aren't we going yeah. and for me to have to be the only one to get back up and like walk out and I was like, oh, don't worry. I'll see you all at the bottom. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, okay. And then, But you know that they didn't enjoy that ride as much as they would. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, like, in, before you went on the ride, did you have that concern? No. Oh, did it ever cross your you mind or anything? It, yeah. No, because the summer before. So, I I love, I like taking my kids to Six Flags, but I'm not a big. Usually, well, I let their dad do yeah. that part. Yeah. Like, hey, the kids want to go to Six Flags. Okay, I'll take them and they'll go. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the year before. Mm-hmm. I fit just fine, yeah. oh, wow. but from okay. there to there, from one year to the next, I, maybe another that extra ten pounds or fifteen pounds, yeah. like that did it to where I wasn't fitting comfortably. Wow. Yeah, and I was so embarrassed. And so for the rest of the evening, I didn't get on anything. All I did was walk around, wait for them to get up on the ride and come yeah. back down. So it was, in a sense, it was like a little traumatic for you. Yeah, like absolutely a realization for you. And yeah, not only that, but I'm sure your kids kind of carry that the whole day through. Yeah, yeah. realizing that, yeah. you know. So if you don't mind me asking, uh, how much did you weigh then? So my highest my highest point, I was 320 pounds. That was then? That was January of 2019. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I was like at that point in that summer. Oh, okay. Um, but when I checked in, my very first consultation with my bariatric surgeon, um, he they you know weigh yeah. you and do all that, and they're like, 320. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. I was jaw-dropping like shocked because i'd never been how much did you weigh during your pregnancy while i was pregnant i was like 180 pounds oh wow (laughs) so you know before i was before i had my children i was about 160 Mm -hmm. 165 um you know i'm five six five seven so i mean i feel like that was you know that was always like a healthy weight and so I'm just like with triplets, mm-hmm. I only gained 21 pounds. Like wow. so, that's yeah. why I'm like, how did I get After to that? Yeah. yeah. So do you? You said that that was a turning point for you. Do you feel like that kind of pushed you to start researching more, figuring out, really kind of digging deep and figuring out? Okay, I'm doing. I've been doing everything right, or mm-hmm. at least you know I think I have. Yeah. What am I doing wrong? Like what? What is not? There has to be a reason behind it. Yeah, yeah, like what made you decide to go for that surgery, right? Yeah. Yeah, so um, I had, so I started seeing a nutritionist. That was the first step okay, that I step. took. I was a nutritionist, and I still see her to this day. Um, the same one? The like same one, yeah. I see her on a monthly basis now. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was my first step. I go, if food is the issue, then I need to address that mm-hmm. first. And go to a professional. Yeah, advice. professional, yeah. So we met, and I worked with her. And 
she, you know, yes, it was the amount of food, and even when I was trying to stick with it, it was, it's it's challenging, you know. So this was at the beginning to, of 2019, right? Well, this was no, this was in 2018. Okay. Because after okay. that that summer, like I said, okay, I need to do something, you okay. know, like right away. I was like, I need to do something. So I started seeing the nutritionist right away, hmm. even before I saw my uh, okay. consultation. But then in January, when I saw the doctor. I told him like I'm already seeing a nutritionist, and um, but I hadn't lost anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, my nutritionist couldn't even weigh me because her scale wouldn't read anything over 300 pounds. Oh wow! And she's like, I know you're over 300 because my scale won't won't catch your weight. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it was embarrassing, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what did that do for your self esteem at that moment? Because you you mentioned that you're you're such a confident person and yeah. i see that yeah you know as an outsider mm-hmm. right and not even knowing too much about you it's like you you elude confidence right but what at that moment what did that do to your self-esteem um it definitely brought on like a little somewhat of like a depression mm-hmm. you know i did um but the thing about me and that i've and this is like in any situation that i've been in is i don't pity myself you know i mm-hmm. told myself clarissa you brought this on you did this mm-hmm. you made the choices of what you're feeding your body mm-hmm. you know like s- get over it and do something about it mm-hmm. you know and um same thing when i had my kids you know it's like okay oops i got pregnant <laughs> <laughs> i'm like didn't go as planned but here yeah I am, you know? exactly like i was you know i was a freshman in college okay you know what get over it love mm-hmm. your babies move on keep, continue to work and provide them with a life that they're going to be proud of you know so it was kind of the same thing, you know. It didn't really, it still didn't, like, hinder, like, my confidence or anything. Mm-hmm. I, I, If anything, I was like, no, I need to do something. You know, it just kind of gave me that motivation, like, I need to do something. Yeah. I need to do something. And that's so. good because not a lot of, pe- not a lot of people, yeah. um, it takes them down. Yeah. The yeah. Low self-esteem. Like, you have down. to be strong-minded to even mm-hmm. realize that there's yeah. an issue. Realization yeah. is the number one step in every Absolutely. situation. And taking action. Taking action will be the next one, right? Because yeah. it's like, okay, I know that this is what's going on, but mm-hmm. taking action is always the hard part because yeah. it's like you're pushing yeah. yourself out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. of realizing like, okay, I know that this is a problem. It's starting to hinder like how I feel about myself. Mm-hmm. So I know it's time to do something about and it. And more like, so for your health. I kind of like that you you push yourself even more because for health reasons. Yeah. Because I feel like in a lot of cases, like a lot of people do it based on their self-esteem. Just the, yeah. You know? Yeah, which or there's vanity. nothing wrong with. Yeah, um, which is something we'll touch on here in a little bit when we talk a little bit more about other cosmetic procedures, right? Yeah. But. Yep. So I mean, we did it. I. Um, so when when was your surgery? So, so my, you you visited your nutritionist. Yeah. After that, you visited the actual doctor for yeah. the consultation, and that was in early Jan- 2019. January 2019. Yeah. So from there, what was what was the journey after? So when I met with him. Uh, he suggested, he recommended the duodenal switch uh, procedure over the sleeve right. or any other one based on my BMI, based on my weight and my age. Mm-hmm. Um, he took into consideration all those factors. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, this is, I think it's going to give you your best results and long-term results. You know, right. uh, that's the thing about bariatric surgery is that a lot of times after your stomach is a muscle Mm -hmm. so you can stretch it out again it can be stretched again and so you still have to continue you have it's a lifestyle change so Mm -hmm. you still have to abide by that even after Mm -hmm. um but i 
I once I looked and once he recommended that I did my research on it because I had never heard of that. Right. I went in. I've never as, heard of it either. Yeah, I went in. I was like, I need the. I want the gastric sleeve. You know, and right. this is something that I discussed with my nutritionist. You know, um, once we after six months or so, we're like, okay, you know, if this is what you want to do, then you know. So, anyway, I my plans were to have it done in the spring. Okay. Two thousand nineteen, right? Of two thousand nineteen. And my daughter tore her ACL, so oh, <laughs> so that pushed it back. So that pushed it back because her surgery was a priority, of course. Yeah. Uh, she tore it uh, during soccer. Hmm. She's a soccer player, oh, and nice. uh, so yeah, that. So of course, again, there goes the my priority for myself is always the back burner. My kids it's are gonna right come first. first. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, they. <laughs> she took so- that took that over. So what was the conversation like like with your family and your kids when you decided like, hey, this is what I'm doing about it? Like I realized or was there even a follow up conversation to the whole six like situation with them? Um, with the kids, there was. I've always been very open conversation with my children. Right. Um, we talk. I don't want to say like friends because I'm not right. their friend. Right. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> but Just open. very open. Yeah, yeah I want good. they were they're very open to talking to me mm-hmm. about anything. And so that was one of the things, like, you know, on their way home, the conversation, right. uh, like, hey, I'm sorry about what happened. And they honestly were confused. They didn't know what was going on. They're yeah. like, well, what happened? What yeah. yeah, like, what happened? And so I told them why. And they're like, and my son, Matthew, I have two boys and a girl. Mm-hmm. My son, Matthew, he's like the sweetheart mm-hmm. of the three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he's very just like more emotional. And more, yeah. Yes, and he like kinder, more tender. Yes. Yeah. And he, uh, he hugged me. He, he's a big hugger. Like he hugs me all the time and he hugged me and he's like, mommy, you're so beautiful. Like, Aww, it's okay. So you know? <laughs> and I'm like, thank you. And they were 13. 13 so. Yeah. And he's still like that. Like yeah. he's even like when I go away for work and I come like after a week or so and I come back, He's the only one that hugs me. He's like, oh, I missed you, like 15 years old, and he's right. still like hugging his mom. Right. Um, but I think like the conversation with them, it just reassured me that me having to do something, like I need to do something because I want to experience life with them. Right. right. You want to limit yourself. Yeah, and I knew that my weight yeah. was keeping me from experiencing life. You know, there's a lot of things that uh, we made plans to do together. Um little things like zip lining mm-hmm. we've been wanting to go to zip line park for years the weight minimum weight is 250 pounds mm-hmm. and so my goal was always like i just need to get to 250 my goal is to get to 250 the max, the max weight the maximum the max weight, weight. Mm-hmm. and so that was you know so it's like like i said you know not being able to experience the things that i want to with them mm-hmm. because my weight man so it's even the, like this surgery is like it still comes back to your kids yeah, yeah. Like, it's like everything is why. like that's like your why, right? They're my why, wow. exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. your single mom. Um, you know, obviously you've raised them since they were baby because you've been a single mom since then, right? You've yeah, been a single mom since they were babies. Yeah. Um, so their dad and I we co-parent still to this day, mm-hmm. but we made the decision not to continue our relationship. Right. But so yeah, I did all the nighttime changing and things like that, but. We still, we co-parent really She's well. She's a triple superhero in my books. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not everybody can oh, say yeah. that. Like, not yeah. even everybody can say yeah. that with one child, you know? Yeah. And the fact that, like, you put yourself through school, you're successful for yourself. Tell us a little bit about that part of you. Like, what do you do for work? Like, what you know, like, who are you in that sense? Like, Okay, so... Know. 
I currently I'm employed with Lockheed Martin. Mm-hmm. I love working for them. They're a great company. Um, very supportive, especially during the time of like making my decision to get okay. the surgery. Oh, okay. um, thankfully, health insurance kicked in, and you know, there, and all that. Oh, it covered. It does. It did oh, cover. Okay. Yeah, oh, wow. actually, it's a funny a good story. Or? So the funny thing is, is that because my daughter had to have her knee surgery, that you know, the one how I mentioned her ACL, mm-hmm. um, I had to pay my deductible and everything. Mm-hmm. What I hadn't covered had to be paid for her surgery right so by the summertime her we had already met 100 percent of our deductible and out of pocket (laughs) so like my surgery literally cost me uh nothing oh wow (laughs) yeah so without insurance without insurance i mean i hear different things but i've heard anywhere between like if you go like if you do cash pay it's anywhere between like 15 to like $30,000. So tell us why it's covered through insurance. Like what type of procedure is it under an insurance plan? Well, it is under... um, Cosmetic? No, it's not under cosmetic. It's considered... Health. Health. Like under... It's still... That's very important for people to know because I feel like... I I didn't even know that. I wouldn't have known that, that it was under under insurance. So depending on your insurance, you have to meet certain criteria. And so um, Blue Cross Blue Shield. Blue Cross Blue Shield. And so with my insurance, one of their criteria was... Your BMI had to be over so certain percent or you know certain number, oh, okay. which mine was like way over. And um, what was the other thing? I don't remember. But uh, to the point where they deemed it a health concern, like a health. Yeah, situation. it didn't take very long. Like it took them three weeks to like. Right. Oh, my doctor right. submitted it and it came back and they approved it. That's good to know so, because yeah. I'm sure a lot of people out there don't even think that their insurance yeah. covers. Yeah. Like I, for a long time, never thought dermatologist was covered by my insurance, and it was. Oh yeah. I, I still need to go to my dermatologist. To a dermatologist. And it was, and I was like, man, like I should have been going years ago. It's like, well, you don't. The, the thing is, like, I feel like that's a huge, like, it's a big thing in life that people didn't even like do the research on. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh no, you just assume. You assume. You just assume it's, it's not instead covered. Instead of doing yeah. research, yeah. And, like, it's not just like insurance isn't just because if you're sick and that's it. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? There's. There's so many things that the insurance that, thankfully does cover. And so I really looked out with that. But I knew that even if it wasn't, I was going to find a excuse me, find a way to to pay for it and, right. to, you know, to yeah. get it done. So I even considered, you know, I was even researching doctors in Mexico mm-hmm. because there's a lot of really good bariatric doctors yeah. in Mexico mm-hmm. that do it. And for like a portion of the cost. So. Yeah. So were there like any specific things you had to do before your surgery, like yeah. to prepare for it? Yeah. So my doctor did require that I do a two-week liquid diet. <gasps> oh, and- oh, <laughs> so what was that like? What was it? So I think the most challenging part was the um, the week before my surgery, or yeah, the week the first week of my liquid diet. I was in Orlando at a conference, mm. and uh, for work. And so you're there at this conference for a whole week. I was at a Disney resort and you have all this food and all these free drinks Mm -hmm. and I can't have anything because he's like, the thing about the reason for the liquid diet is because you're trying to get um, like your liver is real fatty. And so being on the liquid diet, it shrinks it and it gets, it's easier for them to get to your stomach to do the procedure. So he's like, if I open you up, he goes, I'll know if you didn't follow this liquid diet. Oh, really? If oh, I open man. you up and so I... Like, so you can't lie. <laughs> yeah, he's like, and I can't get to your stomach, you know, like 
safe, you know, safely. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'll close you back it. up and you're not going to have the surgery. Oh, right. So I knew wow. I'm like, oh my gosh, I cannot cheat. I cannot cheat. You know? <laughs> and everybody's like, do you want a glass of wine? Do you want I want it? But I, oh, no. I would have not gone on the trip. Like, no, I can't go. I can't. Yeah. I'm out for two weeks. I don't have How much did you lose? In those two weeks, yeah. yeah, I lost 23 pounds. Oh, wow. Okay, <laughs> You're so, like, you know so, what? I'm so like, what did you drink? What did you eat? Um, so I had, um, what did I have? I had chicken broth. Yeah. I had I uh, protein shakes. I had water, water. sugar-free <laughs> jello and sugar-free popsicles. Uh, and yeah, sugar-free <laughs> pudding. Sugar-free pudding. Wow, and that sugar-free. was it. That's all that I could eat, so... At one point, did you feel like that you were like, I can't do this shit? You know, I think I think because I was already so motivated, like, no, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. The first three days were the absolute hardest. Because right. I don't know if you've ever been like on um, like on a diet, diet where you cut calories and stuff, and you're like, oh my god, my head hurts. Yeah. Like I need some sugar. Your body's sugar. changing, like yeah. The first three days, I'm like, oh my god, my head hurts. Like I need yeah. I need sugar. I need carbs. Yeah. And uh, so those probably the hardest few days. Yeah. And then I just learned to distract my mind with something else. Right. Um, you know, drink a glass of water and I would go for a small run or something mm-hmm. like that. And it was weird because I, even like those two weeks, because I wasn't getting like enough calories, even, so I had to cut my my uh, workouts because I would yeah, get dizzy. Yeah, I didn't yeah, have the energy. Have the energy. Yeah. Did yeah. you feel lighter? Um... I don't think so. No. <laughs> I mean, maybe a little. I was like, wow, 23 pounds. And then, you know, I had people that were like, just keep doing that and you'll lose the weight. I'm like, you could, this is not Whatever. sustainable. No, I'm like, you cannot no live way. like, no. Yeah. So, but because I. Because once you started eating, you were. Because that is only to prepare you for like that procedure, but it's yeah. not a sustainable lifestyle. living. Yeah. No, no, absolutely it, not. It's going to lead to other health complications. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So absolutely. people do not think that you can yeah. do that and live on that. Do not so live you on did the liquid diet. Is that all you had to do? What else did you yeah. have to do? That's all I had to do. I mean, I there was a insurance criteria. Okay. So I had to do like a heart stress test. I had to do a cardio test. Mm-hmm. And then um, I had to get like a sonogram, you know, just to make sure like I guess all my insides look good. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then that was pretty much it. And the funny thing is, is the one of the stress tests that I had to do was I had to do cycling. And they okay. had me hooked up to everything just to make sure that my heart can handle it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like I said, I've even as a big girl, I was very active. So you could do it. Oh man, I was like on that bike. I was oh, like man. just zooming. They're like, "Can you go faster?" I'm like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Going up <laughs> fast." She's yeah. like, "Wow." And you know, they time to see how like you have good stamina. Yeah. When, yeah. They're like, "Wow, that's really good." And she's like, "You, yeah, you passed it. Fine colors." Yeah, she's like, yeah. "Your heart's good. You know, you actually, you know, your heart rate was really well and things like that." And she's like, I had a, she told me, the nurse there, she's like, I had a 25-year-old, she's like, who after one minute had to, the emergency um, ambulance wow. had to come and get her because oh. yeah, I she passed out. Yeah, I believe, like, it doesn't matter how you how you look, you need to feel healthy. Yeah. yeah That's the most important part of, like, that health journey, right? Yeah. Feeling yeah. healthy. Yeah, so, so. So what were your emotions in general, like, leading up to that date? Like, oh man were you excited nervous scared all of that all of them, all the above <laughs> all of the above yeah. um so the like what does it do for your mental health i guess you can say i right? get oh, so one of the things that kind of surprised me uh leading up to it or the mm-hmm. night before really it was the night before that the i realized how emotional i was oh. yeah i see your emotion in your face right now yeah <laughs> 
I mean, it's your journey. Bit. You yeah. feel however you Were need you to like feel right now. Were you like excited that you're like, I'm finally gonna be able to? <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Um, I think my emotions were more. I was scared. Mm-hmm. Um, because I thought you start thinking like, oh my gosh, what if something happens to me? What if I right. like, like, and then yeah. you have your children. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like to. Yeah. Yeah, who's and gonna so, take care of your children. Who's gonna, you know? Yeah, and so that was uh that was probably like my biggest worry. Mm-hmm. And um, my kids had just started their freshman year in high school mm-hmm. and that was homecoming week. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, you know, and that's the date that they gave me. So I couldn't just like move it around yeah, whenever. Yeah. And, did um, you even like in that moment, like the day before you said, did you have like a self doubt, like, like second thoughts, second thoughts, yes. like in that moment, that, that night, that yeah. night only for just as, for a split second, mm-hmm. I think, you know, I thought, am I doing the right thing? Like, am I doing the right thing? Like, did I not try hard enough? Yeah. Like, you know, on, on my own to lose the weight. But then I started thinking back to my journey, mm-hmm. you know, that led me to this point. And I thought, you know what? I go, I'm doing this because I've told myself, you have, you did do everything you, you did. could. You did try. Yeah. And um, like, I didn't just choose this without even trying everything else. Correct. First, you know? Correct. And so once I reassured myself and also talking to my best friend, um, she's like, no, she's like, you are doing this. She's like, you, you know, she's like, she reassured me too. Like, Clarissa, you look at your journey. She's like, you've had your ups and downs. She's like, this is the right choice. Mm -hmm. She's like, you're going to do it. She's like, and everything's going to be fine. And God's on your side. You're going to be fine. Right. And I thought, okay. And I'm like, you're right. No, you're right. And that was it. So that morning you wake up. What's that, your, what are your feelings then? Like you cried it out the night before you went yeah. through this whole emotional Let's get this shit done. Yeah. <laughs> so that morning you wake up and you're like, what, yep. what are you thinking? That morning I was, then I had like excitement. I had mm-hmm. that, the excitement was I'm like, all right, today's my day. Yeah. You know, and I gave my kids a kiss and I told them, see y'all later. Mm-hmm. And I'll call y'all later. I'll text y'all later. And um, I was happy that I left them good that mm-hmm. week because like I mentioned, it was homecoming week. Mm-hmm. And I always told myself I wanted to make their moms and their garters. I did all that like the weekend before and had all their outfits for all their special days, like already, like this is what you're going to wear for this day. And then, you know, and um, so anyway, I had all that out and. (laughs) I'm just laughing because she's such a super mom. Three kids. Yeah. And my mom, my mom picked me up and she, you know, she drove me to, you know, the, Mm -hmm. the center and she stayed with me the whole time. What was that conversation with your mom there? Like, well, my mom has been a huge supporter. My mom has always supported me from the very beginning, Mm -hmm. um, through school and helping me with the kids so that I can go to class Mm -hmm. or I need to study or anything. She Mm -hmm. always, you know, I'm really, really blessed because I have both my parents have always had my back for everything. And so when I brought the, the idea of like me having the surgery, uh, one, they'd never heard of it before. Yeah. They weren't sure, like, what to expect. And, like... They were scared, too. No? They were scared because they didn't know, like, what is your life going to be after? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. is it anything we have to worry? Are we going to have to take care of you? Like, yeah. for how long? You know, things like that. And is the uncertainty of things. Yeah. Um, like, of not being familiar with it, you know? Correct, yeah. And so, um, but, you know, just explaining to them. You know, I even showed them a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Of, like, this is what they're going to do. Um, and they're like, okay, you know, and my parents are huge, you know, believers. So they're like, we're, estamos orando por ti. You know, we're yeah. praying for you. Mm-hmm. 
And so that was it. And then the day of, you know, I didn't think of like, I want my best friend to take me here. I want anyone else. It was like, I need my mom. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, that's, that's what it comes down to for, at least for me too. You know what I mean? And how long was the surgery for? Um, the surgery was, I think it was about six hours. Oh, wow. wow. That's a long time. Yeah. It was, a yeah, we so, started like early in the morning and it was around the afternoon when wow. they stopped. So what exactly do they do? Because I know like the bands and stuff, like they, they do something. Tighter. Yeah. So what, what does that consist Yeah. Of? So the duodenal switch, basically, um, they remove part, mm-hmm. a part of your stomach. And so in my case, they removed 80% of my stomach. Oh, wow. So they shrink your stomach. Yeah. yeah so words, yeah, right? they went and cut so it, they cut it and then, and then it sewed up. it. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So, so I only, I was left with like a little pouch of, you know, stomach. So that stomach. way you can only eat certain much. You feel full. Yeah. Faster. You, you feel full right away. Right. Yeah. Because I, they say that when you eat a lot, your stomach gets big, expands. Okay. And okay. then so when that's you, why you keep right. Eating, I guess, or right, because yeah. okay. it takes longer to get full. So, I guess like in the surgery, they just do it manually. So yeah. this is not something that you can go back and reverse and, it and reverse like the no. other surgeries, right? Because with the other ones, you can. So like with the lap band, it's literally a band that they put and so they, they restrict your stomach, yeah. so they can you can have it removed and yeah. or you can have it readjusted. Um, with the with the duodenal switch, I mean, they're literally taking out that yeah. part of your stomach. Like, okay. and then mm-hmm. I had my small and large intestine rerouted. Mm-hmm. So the way your stomach is, or the way the inside is, your stomach, and then it goes into your small intestine, and then your large intestine, mm-hmm. your colon, and then out the door. And so, <laughs> so now it's rerouted. So I'm actually my large intestine, and then it's bypassing a lot of the small intestine. Your mm-hmm. small intestine is what absorbs a lot of the food. Okay. The nutrients. And so because it's bypassing a, um, two-thirds of mm-hmm. my small intestine, mm-hmm. I'm not absorbing a lot of the calories that I consume as well. So not only am I eating less, I'm also absorbing less. Mm-hmm. So that's why like a, a balanced nutrition yeah. plan and making sure I take my all my extra bariatric vitamins like for life is really important. Cause so it, there are specific vitamins that you were prescribed to yeah, like, I have pres- be yeah. consistent with? Yeah, and it's forever. Yeah, it'll be lifelong, lifelong, um, because it could lead to like malnutrition oh, and things okay, like okay. that. I see. So, so yeah. How, was, you, how have you been doing with that? Like uh, staying consistent. <laughs> <laughs> because I know I'm not consistent with my everyday vitamins. It's, it's yeah. so hard, you know. It's very Plus, hard. Plus, I have like a very like terrible like gag reflex. <laughs> I do. I know. Those <laughs> pills are so big too. I it's hate like them. It's like fucking horse pills. Yeah. You know? So are they like vitamins that everybody should be taking, or are they just special vitamins for people that have the surgery done? They're special vitamins, okay. even specific, like specifically for the surgery, oh, the wow. type that I had. Okay. Yeah. So then, after your surgery, it takes approximately six hours, and what is that feeling of when you wake up from surgery? Oh god. Do you gosh. feel hurt? Pain, yes. Uh, so much pain. Pressure. Um, so I was going to say, if you have had a C-section, but I know you have, you yeah, have kids. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm sure many people have. Heard, so, heard. Yeah. yeah. So I've had a C-section with yeah. my kids and I always thought that was the worst pain. And I thought, so no. So what was worse? This was. Oh, yeah. Man. And I was like, it hurts so much. Did you like feel it like internally somehow? Like yeah. it wasn't just like when they were doing it or what? No, but like afterwards, like, cause they literally cut her yeah. inside. So yeah. did you feel like an internal pain? So they did uh, seven incisions. Okay. And they literally 
stick these big old rods and that's nice. how they do like all their cutting and sewing mm-hmm. and everything inside and you were able to watch the video of how they did it before your surgery yeah <laughs> you, your brain <laughs> your brain that you even watched it because yeah. i feel yeah, like i couldn't yeah. i, couldn't I wanted it. to know i'm like, like what is it gonna look I'm like i'm not doing it anymore and i, and I never not. i never watched the video yeah. on yeah i even asked my doctor i'm like did you save my stomach i want to see it he's like no oh <laughs> can i put it in the jar jar yeah i don't want to stare at it keep going no and so yeah they um no, I did. I did watch the videos because I wanted to see exactly yeah, and, what you get getting yeah, yourself into. But the, it, it does. You felt like pulling, um, like any movement, the pulling, you could feel it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pain didn't go away till like three and a half weeks. Oh, oh wow, wow. And so I was. So what was people, your post op like? Like who took care of you? Like how were you at home? Just like on bed rest? Or? Yeah. So I actually stayed at the hospital three nights. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. And, I was yeah yeah so i was only required to well i say not required but originally they had only approved me to stay two nights right and you know i know my body right we you know your body and the the next you know the second day they're like okay you know you'll be discharged i'm like nope i'm not ready to go like i go i'm not ready to go i don't feel like i can walk out of here and my doctor came and checked on me because I told the nurse, no, I'm not leaving. Yeah. <laughs> you better admit me another day yeah. because it's not And happening. so my doctor came to check on me. He said, what's going on? I'm like, Dr. Roberts, I'm not ready. I go, I'm not. I, I have a lot of pain. Oh, so the thing is, like, when you have that kind of surgery, yeah. they, they fill you with so with pushing. gas. Okay. So why, why, What's the purpose of that? Um, To really, to be able, basically, like, they fill you up like a balloon okay. so they can go in and, oh, like, okay. see everything yeah. better. Uh, so you have to release all that gas. Yeah. And um, so the thing is, is that after this is getting a little TMI, but you don't, you don't like pass gas naturally right away. Okay. Um, so you have to either like try to burp it out oh, okay. or, you know. You just felt like a lot of bloatness. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, if you yeah. ever had um, like even the gas pain was in your shoulders. Oh, like wow. if you ever had like, you know, when you, you know, your neck hurts and stuff, you just feel that pain. I mean, you filled it all up to your shoulders, your back, and I'm like, oh my gosh, everything hurt, and then yeah. they make you get up and walk. You have to was walk. Was that something that walk. you like already kind of prepared for? Like, have yes. you already researched like the side effects and like yeah. the symptoms after? Yes. Okay. And so, you know, it started. It reminded me of like babies that have colic, mm, yeah, and they have all those mm-hmm. gas bubbles inside. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly like what you're going through. And so I just kept thinking, like, oh my gosh, my son was colicky. Like, this is why he cried all the time. <laughs> this is why he failed. I know. I'm like, this is why he cried so much. I'm so sorry. I know. Yeah. And so, but I, you know, my doctor was like, okay, you want to stay another night? That's fine. You can stay another night. I'm like, okay. You know, and so, and did I did. make a difference? A huge difference. A yeah. huge difference. Yeah. So I was discharged on like a Friday evening, and which was good because then I was able to still like get my daughter ready and everything on Saturday for homecoming. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. I knew she was going to go there. (laughs) I would, it's her first year. And so I'm like, oh yes, no, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I did. um, So once I was home, my mom, it was so funny because my mom's like, oh my gosh, you cried for me every night. And I'm like, I did. The first day, I don't remember You're anything. So I was so out of it. Oh, yeah. And I'm very like narcotic sensitive. So mm-hmm. they're like, it's time for you to get up. And I'm like, I could not even open my eyes. And they're yeah. like, oh, she they hit her a little harder. Yeah. We'll try in a few more hours, mm-hmm. you know. And um, but my mom, 
I just remember my mom's like, okay, I'm going to go now. I'll see you in the morning. And I'm like squeezing her hand, like crying. Like, like, like if I'm like two oh, years old. Stay with you? No. Cause oh, wow. well, she still had to go home with my yeah. dad, yeah. you know? And I'm like, please don't leave, please. So your mom you know? helped you recover. Like she was there to kind of help. With, oh yeah. She was there and, yeah. all day. And, um, but no, once I got home Friday, she hung out for a little bit. Okay. And the kids were there. They're like, no, we got this. We got this, yeah. you know. Aww. And that's the thing, good thing that they're older. Um, they were able to just like get you, what get you me needed. this, yeah. get me that, and walk me to the room and things like that if I needed help. What was their, like, I'm sure you talked to them about what, after your, your surgery, right? Like, what was their kind of feelings about it after they saw you, like, in pain, like, yeah. in your bed, you know? Well, so I had the conversation um, I wanted them to be clear as to why I was doing the right. surgery. And I had that, we went out to dinner and stuff like that, like, um, a couple weeks before I started mm-hmm. my, before I started my liquid diet. Mm-hmm. And just so that they were very familiar and they knew, and I told them like, I'm doing this money. I'm doing this for you guys. I'm like, I'm doing this for wow. myself. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And now for my health. And I'm like, but I'm doing this because I want to live long. I want to live mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. longer than you would I'm be like, here for them yeah for when they have their kids you exactly know, like, i'm like i with them yep and so and so i think they they knew um seeing me in pain really brought out like a sensitive side to all three of them and um in the sense of like they were i really saw like how caring they are yeah. you know and nurturing so and that which was I, all you yeah because <laughs> you don't you, see yeah. that you don't really get to see that like in yeah. teenagers you know yeah, right. like when do they really have the opportunity to like really nurture and care mm-hmm. for somebody you know and so especially because they don't have any younger siblings like right. they're the only three kids i have so um just to see that side of them i was like wow you know they really care wow. so. so how long were you like out of work when after the surgery so i told my boss i was like so i had surgery on a tuesday mm-hmm. And I said, I'll be back to work on Monday. Monday. <laughs> so then I realized, and my boss was like, no, you are not. No, you're not. And I'm like, yeah, I am. You know, a lot of people said after like four or five days, you're fine. And honestly, I'm really thankful. Like, again, I mentioned, like, I love my company. I love my department, everybody that I work right. with. My management at that time, they're very supportive. And they just like, take your laptop home just in case. Oh, okay. So I actually, I telecommuted and I still worked but I worked from home that following week mm-hmm. so then the, the following week after that I physically went oh, went okay. back into the office okay. so like what was the moment when you actually got up and like for yourself and started really feeling better and a just kind of you went to work after a week well I was still in a lot of pain, a lot of pain. I was still yeah. even the week you went back to work mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it took me like I always tell people I'm like had you have asked me the first three weeks of post-surgery I would have said I regret it. Don't do it. Yeah, Don't do it. Because of the it. pain. Because yeah. of the pain, it was mm-hmm. never any. I just and I and it, like I went through such an emotional roller coaster mm-hmm. because. Oh yeah. I'm like, what is, why? I want to feel normal. Right. Like, when you don't have that control of, like, mm-hmm. you know, and you try to get that control and you right. can't because mm-hmm. the pain is just there and your body's yeah. healing. And so when I had like my two week post op with my doctor, oh my God, I cried so much in his office and he's like, it's okay. It's, it's okay. It's off. It's like it's it happens normal. often. Is it yeah. normal? He's like, this is normal. He's like, yeah. it's okay. So it, it Did was. Did he tell you that beforehand? Like, hey, you're going to be hurting for three weeks. No, everybody's different. Oh, everyone's mm-hmm. different. Yeah. Like for yeah. my surgery, I didn't have that surgery, but yeah. they would say, you know, 
most people are usually like about a week. Yeah. I was fine within two days. But yeah. did you, did he tell you like you're going to be in pain after surgery at least? Yeah. There yeah. was, um, there was expectations that I was going to have some sort of pain. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, and then because I was so, like I mentioned, I'm like really sensitive to pain medication mm-hmm. and things like that. And one of the things about my surgery is that I can like no longer take any, and they're called like NSAIDs, but it's basically like ibuprofen. Elite. Oh, you can't take any of that? I can't take that ever again. Oh, so what so, do you take for pain? Tylenol is that's all. It. It, that's all. Is it because of the certain ingredients that are in there? Yeah, what? it's the ingredients and then the how they're absorbed. So they bad now. for you? Yeah, they're bad for me. Like they, not like for everyone. Like, oh no, they're not bad for me. Just probably because of because of the surgery. surgery. Yeah, and that's what I know. That's why I don't take ibuprofen. I don't take Advil anymore. <laughs> I like, and I have these two big old bottles of ibuprofen from Costco. Oh, I'm like, man. oh my god, that's all I ever take though. And so they're like, nope, Tylenol now. I'm like, the tunnel. <laughs> so in that two weeks um, after your surgery, like how much did you lose? Or when did you start losing that they started seeing the difference? Like did your yeah. weight drop right yeah. away? Yeah. So my weight continued to drop quickly because um, even post-surgery, you have, it's you slowly introduce foods back into your body. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't get I even get back on soft foods till like week five. Oh. And so soft it foods, liquids. it was still liquids, um, like clear liquids. So... Um, I couldn't have protein shakes. It was only chicken broth, the Jello, and like sugar-free popsicles and water. But you know, surprisingly, I I would fill up so quickly. Like I would literally drink the cap of a water bottle. Oh my god! You would be every fifteen minutes. Oh. Every fifteen minutes, that's all I could stomach. Like oh wow, one ounce of liquids, and that was pushing it. I could sometimes I couldn't even do that. Every Did that minutes. itself help you like lose a, like your weight went down way much after that? Because what 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 was the feel like, within your body? What was your feeling like when you got up and you looked at yourself in the mirror? Did you see that drastic difference right away? No, I didn't. I uh-huh. didn't see it right away. It took a couple months for me to really see that. Now I've always been like, I've always taken consistently take pictures right. you know because i'm like sometimes you don't really see it on yourself right. until you see the before and afters and stuff and so thankfully i took those because i would do like every tuesday i would take a photo and especially because there's so many people out there even like just a typical person trying to work out right yeah when they want to see results like right away yeah and it's defeating to you when you don't see when you results don't right see away. yeah you know yeah, I would encourage people like on any journey that they have when it comes to weight loss is to take lots of photos at every angle and measurements. Right. Because there was weeks where I'm like, I lost maybe a few pounds, mm-hmm. but I'd lost a lot in inches. You know, mm-hmm. like oh my gosh, my stomach went down a lot. Mm-hmm. So did my chest, which that's another story of another cosmetic surgery. Yeah. <laughs> so like after your surgery, like is there any specific things you have to do? Like you have to keep. Uh, healthy diet and working out what's your lifestyle oh yeah change? absolutely yeah. so one thing that i that i always tell people um so okay so recently i just in april um i just had my six-month post-op mm-hmm. and one of my biggest goals was i want to get i want to be down 100 pounds by the time i hit my six-month post-op that was your goal like yeah you set that goal because it yourself. was because okay. that was a realistic goal for me because of the surgery okay now i don't think it's a realistic goal for somebody that hasn't had you know that's right. like extreme no, of course um but even my even my doctor he actually was expecting me to be more about no he Less? expected me to be about 70 pounds okay. down post-surgery at my so six months. So you exceeded the expectation. Yeah. And wow. so, but a lot of it is because, um, I want to say it was like my four-week post-op, 
I was got the clear to go back to the gym. Yeah. Okay, so that was my question. It's like, when did you actually you start go going back? Yeah, so I was at two weeks. I was given the okay to do body weight exercises. Mm-hmm. So I would do that at home. And then at four weeks, I was allowed to go back to the gym and lift um, no more than 15 pounds. Mm-hmm. And so, again, I would just do a lot of, like, elliptical and things like that. Like but, cardio stuff. But, yeah, and it, it took a while. It took, it was kind of, it was, oh, um, it was crazy because my workout routine, you know, usually like an hour, hour, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And my doctor was like, okay, I don't want you to have those expectations post-surgery. He's like, you're probably going to last 15, 20 minutes. I'm like, what? 15, 20 minutes? That's a warm-up. <laughs> and yeah. he's like, no, seriously. He's like, you're not, I don't think you'll last more than that and he was right oh, <laughs> like one of the longest one of the longest workouts that i had was like 27 minutes and i thought i was gonna die i was like really? oh my god i'm so tired yeah you just the energy's not there because of the lack of calories and stuff that you're consuming mm-hmm. your body's so. just going did that increase though as time went on yeah. yeah like this morning my workout was like two and a half hours oh wow <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Saturdays are my long workouts because if I don't hey, have anything going on. Hey, like, <laughs> you have no excuse. I know. Like, I'm just like in wow, just listening to your stories. I'm like, man, just with kids, surgery, you're a single mom. Working full time. Yeah, and still, you know, managing to Two and a half work hours. out. And so you do cardio and you lift weights every day? I do more weight training. Weight training. And then um, I do that four days Five days, Monday through Thursday. Friday is like a rest day. Mm-hmm. Saturday morning, mm-hmm. and then Sundays before church, I go run. Like so, a, ever three since miles you so. your post op, you know, recovery, and you said within yeah. four weeks you were able to slowly get back in there. Yeah. Um, have you been consistent with working out, and what has your like eating changes been for you, like yeah. since then overall? You know. Yeah. So I um, one of the things that I tell people, I'm like, you know. Because I, I got a lot of good and bad feedback right. post-surgery, you know, you people look at me and they're like, oh, you cheated. I'm like, okay, the only thing I cheated was I cheated <laughs> life and not dying, you know? Right. But cheated, why? Like, like some why people you... judged you for it? Yeah. Surgery, because I had surgery to lose a weight wow. then, rather oh. than like working it out. Like, I'm what, like what kind of, you don't have to say names, but like what kind of people said these things to you or what kind of feedback were you getting from certain people? People from social media that don't okay. know me, don't, that do not oh. know me personally. Wow, that is so yeah. crazy. That is real. Yeah. You know, because like, I did. I opened a page, like an Instagram page, specifically about my bariatric surgery. Um, I started it like the week before. What is it called? That we can go yeah, and follow we, you. Yeah. What's the handle? Uh, Share it with everybody exactly what your your page is. Um, so that way, like people that you know want to follow you and and know more about your overall journey, then. Um, Okay, so my Instagram page is duodenal what underscore Clarissa. Mm -hmm. And so duodenal is D-U-O-D-E-N-A-L. So tell us about this page, why you created it. So I created it um, so that people can really see like I want the I wanted to be very open about mm-hmm. my journey like a I realistic journey yeah I wanted yeah. people to know like I didn't lose 100 pounds by you know taking pills mm-hmm. and doing wraps which if that's what you're or about, immediately the day after surgery you know it's yeah like, it's a like, journey to get there yeah absolutely I wanted to see like all the ups and downs mm-hmm. um I, I'll go live every now and then and I talked about like even post-surgery when I was going I literally going through what I felt was going like a depression. I cried so much, like the first eight weeks of surgery. And I even had to talk to my nutrition about it. And she's like, 
it's normal. I promise you, it's normal what you're going through. Mm-hmm. She's like, because your hormones are up and so down so bad. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just want people to understand, like, it's not just you have the surgery and you're going to start losing weight and you're going to feel good and look good. It's there's a lot of things that challenges that you're going to continue facing. You still have the the challenge of what are you feeding your body, you know, because you're only allowed just, you know, so much mm-hmm. food. Mm-hmm. Are you giving your body the nutrients that it absolutely needs? Or are you giving it French fries? Right. You know? Yeah, it's not just like you get surgery and that's it. No, like yeah. you have to be consistent. Like people have like, to realize that the surgery is not, it's like that's the beginning of your journey. Yeah, it's you a know? tool. It's, it's a, a tool, tool that helps you get yeah. in there. But yeah. the, the the surgery, like I tell people, I'm like, okay, well the surgery doesn't dictate what I'm feeding my body. Right. right. The surgery is not waking me up at 4.30 in the morning right. to go to the gym. Right, right. You know, more work into Exactly, it. Yeah. yeah. So there's, there's, it's a, but... Has it been easier on my body because of this surgery? Yes. You know, because I mean, a hundred pounds that you don't, you're not carrying around makes such a huge difference on your knees and Mm -hmm. like just the way you carry yourself. Like the way you're, like the performance itself. Yes. What you're doing. Yeah. So that's your journey, right? From your post-op to where you are now. So you are how many months post-op now? Uh, about six, six and a half. Six yeah. and a half. So you mm-hmm. said your goal was to lose 100 pounds. Yes. So how so do you, you reach that? that goal? I did that exactly. Literally the night before. Wow. <laughs> That's like, yeah. yes. cheers to that. Cheers. Yes, Let's I do did. Let's do cheers. So do you have another goal to lose more? Oh, yeah. I still What's have. Goal? By the way, we haven't even shared with y'all what we're drinking. We're having yeah. some mimosas. <laughs> So that's what we're yeah. sipping on right now. But so my tell doctor, us about that. yeah. So I, I had to. So because of the quarantine, my six month post op appointment was Where'd FaceTime you know? with my doctor. You oh. guys, oh my gosh, y'all have to go to my page because I have pictures of him. He's so he's, he's hot. Cute. <laughs> I just saw him. Oh, he's, he is yeah, he's cute. so cute. <laughs> no, damn it. <laughs> I know. Um, he's young too, right? He's young. I he's I was kind of hesitant when I met him. I'm like, okay, your looks so are not gonna get here. Recommendations of him, or how did you? I know. I had yeah. a couple of recommendations. Okay. I have a couple of friends that had uh, bariatric surgery, and they oh, did it through okay. Ultimate Bariatrics, which is the company, the okay. oh, the okay. clinic or the doctor. And um, but <clears throat> yeah, they. So when he saw me, he was like, first of all, he's like, I am so proud of you. He's like, right. you exceeded my expectations. Mm-hmm. He goes, but I'm not surprised. Because when I had uh, my six six week post op, mm-hmm. I did no, I did a one month and then we did a three month. Right. And each time he's like, "You're doing you great. You're doing yeah. great." He's like, like, "You're doing such." You're aggressive. one of those cases for them. Yeah. That it's like oh, he's very already, successful. You know, girl. He's like, I hope you know that come your one year, he's like, I'm expecting you to be on our wall. So he has like just Aww. a couple of people oh, wow. like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, I mean, if you're comfortable with that, he's like, I want to put you out there as a success story. He goes, because mm-hmm. even though you haven't met like your hundred, you know, your right. full goal, he's like, you're, I know you're gonna get there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, what like, is your ultimate goal? So, it's funny because my original goal was hundred pounds, right. you know, um, but right now I'm sitting at like two nineteen, which is still overweight. It's still considered overweight. He says that I'm gonna get. I'm gonna my lowest point. He thinks I'm gonna get down to is like 150, which I feel like that's way too skinny for you me. You will You're because kidding. well, the thing is, is like I'm the way that I'm built. I like the muscular look, mm-hmm. and I'm really big about like I Real like muscle. muscle. Well, you could right. be like 150, but like um, muscle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and well, so I told him like I don't know. I'm like I kind of saw my like with my nutritionist, right? Because um, she's a sports nutritionist, so she you know deals with a lot of athletes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, she's she's on my side with with the number that we 
goal our goal is like about 180. Goal, 180 yeah okay. and she's like i think you if you get to 180 she's like you'll have the body frame that you want or that you're already building mm-hmm. so but you know i think it's more like I'm just going to, at this point, I'm just going to continue and just continue what you're doing feel and see comfortable. Yeah. So where it takes you. So you I mean, can, I feel comfortable now, but there's still room for improvement. So you can eat like any, like there's no specific foods that you cannot eat. Like oh, salsas. No. Like I have a friend that did one too. And I want to say she couldn't eat like salsas or something. Oh, really? Like I forgot what it was that her stomach was just not. So everyone's, everyone's different. Um, I've had people that told me like, oh, I can't have a sal, I can't eat salads. They can't eat leafy greens, and I'm like, really? That's one of the things that I can't eat. Yeah, I get sick with chicken, and I can I could probably eat like one ounce of chicken, and then it makes me like feel sick. I cannot like I struggled eating the tortillas. Oh, the chilaquiles. They were good though. (laughs) They were really good. I just picked like the harder one. Like if they're crispy, it's good. But like if somebody just gave me like tacos, I don't eat tacos anymore. Yes, I know. See, that would so make sad. me change my mind because they're soft. Yeah, it's like like flour tortillas. I won't even try. That's it good makes, though because it makes I mean, me sick or it what? May, yeah. And I and my doctor's like it'll change. He's like, oh, but okay. um, for now that um, carbonation, I have to sip it really, really slowly. So, I don't yeah. drink mm-hmm. no soda, yeah. no mm-hmm. mineral water, nothing. I'm drinking the champagne only because it's mixed with <laughs> juice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, there's a couple of things that I still cannot. I don't even try like potatoes. Oh man! I can probably eat like a tablespoon of it. They're so starchy, too heavy. It's too heavy. Yeah, too heavy. That's true. It does. So there is a change to your lifestyle essentially. Like there's things that you can and cannot eat. Yeah, but it's all like bad things, so it's kind of like a good thing. Yeah. 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 Which I know eventually I'll be able. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, one year post op, two years post op, you can eat anything and everything, but it's just portions. So I'm curious to know because um, let's just kind of recap, right? So you're like I said, where you're a single mom in your 30s. You know, you have three kids, triplets. You've been independent since you were young, since you had your babies. You're a successful person for being a single mom and like of triplets. Of triplets, you know what I mean? It's like I consider that a success story. You know, it's like. She's still blown away by it. Yeah. And you've been, you you said it, you've been confident and you do exude confidence yeah. because yes. I've always thought that about you. I'm like, doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It's like yeah. how you feel about yourself attracts Absolutely. people. Yeah. Yes. And I, I genuinely feel like I'm attracted to people that are confident. Yeah. Like in life, you know, mm-hmm. which is one of the reasons why I asked you to come because I thought it was like your journey was, people need to hear this. Like people mm-hmm. need to know like a journey like yours because whatever it is that they're, going through in their life you know what i mean like oh yeah. obviously this this uh, podcast is focused on you and your journey but we're, we want to focus it on like overall like surgeries for right to build you as a person right right because we so, never know what it can help others out there you know absolutely. there's people that may be thinking about doing it and maybe them listening to this be like so, hey well maybe it's not that bad so what yeah. has that done since then to your self-esteem so you've already been confident yeah so what has that done to your self-esteem you know um it's it's been a roller coaster mm-hmm. with my self-esteem. Um, flaws that I never saw before or never picture or never really saw them as flaws, mm-hmm. like I start to, I see them now. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it's, and it's all stuff that can be corrected with cosmetic surgery, mm-hmm. you know, um, like? like loose skin, mm-hmm. you know, that has been, that's a big, right? Cause a hundred pounds in six months, yeah. you know, yeah. you're going to have loose skin and yeah. everybody's like, it's, it's, it's expected. You know, but I'm so like, does yeah. So the surgeon but... give you a deal? Like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't do any of that, oh, but okay. I wish he did, yeah. 
Um, that's funny because when he told me that he wanted me to be like one of his like spokespeople for his yeah. uh, clinic, like an advocate for for, for that. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, okay, how much does the gig pay? Right. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, okay. it definitely, um, like I said, it it just it brought on different um, areas where I'm like, man, this is a, an issue for me. Um, one of them is my boobs, you know, like after having triplets and mm-hmm. I did breastfeed and, you know, but because breastfeed three triplets. Yeah. <laughs> but because of uh, my weight, like they were never like flat or yeah, anything, or you know, flabby or yeah, they were that extra loose skin on them. Right. Yeah. They were always full because I was overweight. I was fat. So um are thick i don't want to say the f word <laughs> um, you're like that's not how i felt <laughs> yeah uh so but then after you know from losing the weight i'm like wow like i don't have much anything there like what's going on yeah and so you know you so like little things like that uh so it's do you become have, do you have plan in the future getting maybe getting other cosmetic surgeries done absolutely uh what's your first one on your list my boobs your boobs yeah oh, definitely like, when do you want to do that so right now my plan is so i'll have my i'll be at one year post-op in october and my plan is to do them in december um yeah well well, at my job we shut down for two weeks right so it's like perfect paid you know time off yeah and so i'm like that's perfect i'll get it done i didn't go work at locking (laughs) yeah so just i figured getting them done right before and then having that time to recover and i'll be back in january Wow. You know, New Year, you New mean New Year, <laughs> back 2020, 2021. Yeah, so that's that, and then eventually I want to do have uh, get my do a tummy tuck. Yeah, um, is that common right? by the yeah. way? Like people that go through this type of sur- bariatric surgery, is it common for them to continue procedures because of the different corrections yeah. that yeah. they need to make? Especially, especially those that had a huge like a lot yes. of weight. Right. You know, there's some Good people cut. that are like four, five, six hundred pounds. So they have a lot of loose skin, and then a lot of the uh, the health insurance, like your insurance, will cover um, some of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because it becomes like a health issue as well, like yeah. uh, that they're dealing with. So, but I'm not planning on using insurance because they don't do like an actual tummy tuck. They do like penelectomy or something right, like that. And you need a tumor cut. And like, I'm like, uh, no, I want you to carve abs right. and like right. lipo my size. <laughs> Implant some in there. <laughs> yeah. 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 So this brings us to a whole new subject. Mm. But before we get starting on that subject, I what what would you tell somebody that is considering a bariatric surgery? What is what is like your your number one like thing you would mm. recommend? For like them? advice? Advice, yeah. yeah. So definitely um, do it for yourself. Right. You know, um, don't, and don't look at it as a, as a quick and easy fix. Right. As a cheating. Yeah. And because it's, it's a definitely a lifelong journey. Um, and something that you're going to have to continuously work on. Mm -hmm. It's something that it's, you're going to have your ups and downs, but if this is something that you're truly considering, um, just make sure that you've crossed off every, like um check mark, check mark of like i tried this mm-hmm. like i genuinely you tried try everything else everything. you know i genuinely right. tried eating healthier i genuinely mm-hmm. tried you know going to the gym and doing cardio or working out or walking the park or whatever um but if but if your health is really being an issue as well yeah like don't just do it you know because i promise you 
you know, having the surgery is, I mean, to wake up and to not have like my body aching, just rolling out of bed or like, or coming home at the end of the day and my feet not being swollen, Mm -hmm. like that is life changing, you know, just those little things. Um, And even going, you know, I haven't been back to Six Flags, but maybe I will this year. <laughs> and you'll feel a lot better about yeah. that right back. <laughs> people fit right here. Yeah. Or even like, you know, being on the plane, you know, right. I had to use a lap extender, you know, the previous, my previous times that I've had to go on, I travel a lot for work and like almost on a monthly basis. And so every time like my, that, you know, belt wouldn't click. Mm-hmm. And I had to get a lap, a little lap extender. And so I remember my first time flying after surgery. Um, I was like, oh my gosh. And I had like all this extra, you know. Yeah, you have to request it because they'll go and check to make sure, like, and it would not click. It was always like three inches or so, like, from reaching there. I'm like sucking it in. Nope, that's not working. So, you know, it's truly look and, you know, and, don't be in denial you know i feel like i was a little bit in denial because i had the confidence like what i look good yeah like okay even at 300 plus pounds like oh my god you girl i she still got guys it. i still ah! got guys <laughs> that confidence is confidence such a, you know I, I i just feel confident i think that's one of yeah. the most powerful like traits you can have in your yeah. life because Trust me, like that will get you to. I need to get better on that. Life. I think yeah. I lack a little oh, bit yeah. in confidence. Yeah. But I just yeah. love your story because you. without knowing your story, like I said, I knew that you were confident because I've been following you for a while. But like, it's it's good to hear that you did it. It to me, it sounds like you did it more for health reasons and for mm-hmm. the love that you have for the, your children. Yeah. You know, and so many people wouldn't think that. Like people, like you said, like that judge you. They don't know that part of you. Yeah. Right. They think like, oh, you're trying to it's take just the easy way outside. out, but right. you're not. Like you tried everything, so it's so that's a misconception. Yeah. Because you're trying to get people to understand. It's like, hey, if you feel like you've done everything and and you feel it in your heart, then this is that maybe the next best best step for you. Consult Absolutely. with your doctor and figure out if this mm-hmm. will be the step. Yeah. But also, like you said, don't take the easy rate way out. Like don't just think like I'm I'm you know. I'm at this weight and I want to lose it, but I don't want to work for it or try to. And yeah. I'm just going to do this. Right. Like give yourself the opportunity to build your mind to that level. Correct. You know? Yeah. You said it perfectly. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, it's very interesting for me when I don't talk that much on an episode. That means a lot because I'm interested in what you're telling <laughs> no, me. I was just, yeah, I was, I was amazed with your story. Yeah. Thank Super you. Mom for sure. Yeah. But that does lead us to another conversation that we want to touch on. Like, for sure, you said you wanted to get your boobs done and what that's going to do, you know, you feel like it's going to even boost you even more. Yeah. Give you that extra confidence. Um, And we actually have people here. (laughs) We have people here that have gone through a boob journey. Um, I'm probably the only one that has never. The proper name is called breast augmentation. Breast augmentation. Yeah. (laughs) So why don't y'all tell us a little bit about it so that me and Clarissa can know. Yeah. What, what, what do I have are. to expect? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what can you expect? So let's start with Myra. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm 30 now. I want to say I got my surgery when I was maybe 22. Um, I've always have I've always had smaller uh, boobs or breasts, whatever. Were you like an A or a B? I was an A. But back then, I was super tiny. I was like 95 pounds, 100 pounds. So it was perfect for me, right? Yeah. I looked good, I guess you could say. Um, So I always wanted bigger boobs. And there I go, get my surgery. So I go go to my consultation. And at that time, my mom was still, my mom passed away. 
So at that time, my mom went with me. And my mom, at that same time, like I was talking in my in the previous episode, she was really like um, about looks. About the looks, right? So she she goes with me to my consultation, and she tells me, I had told my doctor, I want, I just want like a C, you know, I don't want to go all out, right? <laughs> and I invited my mom. She's like, Oh no, like if you're gonna get this surgery done, you need like get a note, you know? You need to, like, <laughs> That's so crazy. You need people, I know. Yes, you need people like, to it, know that like, you got your boots yes. done. Yeah. And then there goes my surgery. And, well, yeah, you know, a B, like it's not a C, it's not going to really like do much. So I'm just like, okay. So there <laughs> I go, right? So surgery day, I get a D. It was so what CC bad. were you? Girl, you I don't even know. You don't remember? I don't know. Oh. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> but it was bad. But Only... D's on a 95 pound body? Yeah, so, <laughs> so what size of bra were you wearing? D? D. Oh, I, no, I was wearing double D. Dang. Because, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But I was wearing a double D and I was 100 pounds, like 105. Yeah. Like it was, yeah. I, I just looked so deformed, you know, because I was super tight. I was skinny and then big ass boobs. But you know why? <laughs> just from what I'm hearing from what you're telling us mm-hmm. is because that's a decision you made that wasn't even your decision. Oh, oh I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Uh, and so to make that long story short, I hated my boobs. Mm. I didn't feel I didn't feel confident in them just the fact that I was I didn't look right. I, I looked deformed, you know. So my mom passed away. So I had those that size breast for maybe four or five years. And then my mom passed away. She passed away in October and right beginning of the year. What year was this? Are we talking about? Uh, so my first surgery must have been like 22. And then 2017, beginning of 2017, I went back and I got I got smaller boobs. So I got a C. At that like time. a breast reduction, like breast a reduction. implant, but like to reduce the size mm-hmm. of the breast. Yeah. So it t- they removed my... Old my old they implants, they put ones. new smaller implants in. So I had those implants for. So tell us before you talk to about that surgery. Tell us what your dis- why you got to that decision. Like how long did you live with your boobs, and what were you feeling leading up to? Like that's a huge that's a huge decision. Not not a lot of people go back and say I don't like my boobs. Which you know what I mean? Years. I've had them for four years, right? And those four years, I hated my boobs. That's what I'm saying. Like, like what I was your mindset during that time? You know like, what I mean? I just, like, it made me. I was already having like low self-esteem problems, so it just made it worse mm-hmm. because there were shirts where I like bathing suits. I would hate wearing because my boobs were just like out, you know, and I was so small, so it was just horrible. Did so you I, not like the did the attention? Like, did the attention kind of like okay, this is too much? Yeah, I, I'm not. I hate attention. Yeah. So I just felt like everyone was just staring, staring, staring. at my Like knew that they boobs. were fake. You <laughs> yes. Felt. Oh, yeah. yeah. For, my boobs looked so fake. Yeah. <laughs> so um, right after my mom passed away, I think it was just something that I always thought about. I was like, okay, I, I don't like these boobs. You always knew. Yeah, yeah, I always knew. But then my mom, was, my mom had cancer, so I was worrying, you know, about her stuff. So I was focusing on her. And then yeah. after she passed away... A few months after, I decided I was going to get smaller boobs. I was like, okay, maybe this will help me feel better. So I go, I get a size C, and I was a bra size. It was a C. It wasn't like a double. I don't know how they are now, but it was a C. And um, I lasted with those maybe like a year. When Yeah. No, two years. Because my last surgery was... Oh, last year. Was it last year? Mm-hmm. Or two years ago. Was last year. Okay. You see, I don't even know. <laughs> so I had three surgeries. Oh wow. In my breast. Yeah. So I went from a D 
you to a Z, and then I completely removed implants. Expanded. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Why did you decide to remove them? I'm sorry? Why did you decide to get them removed? Because I just wasn't happy. Yeah. I don't think they were for me. I don't think like that. I knew I wanted boobs, mm -hmm. but I think in reality, I didn't. I don't think I really wanted. I think mm -hmm. it was just people throwing it at it. Yeah. You know, throw, like telling me, oh, I Com need to get it. Mentally convincing you that you, you do want them. That I needed them. But in reality, that, that's not what like truly made you happy. No, I wasn't happy at all. So like, did you have any medical problems? Because you know how right now it's very common where people are saying like, uh, implants are making mm -hmm. you have health issues, yeah, like brain fog, like fatigue, and mm -hmm. like uh, inflammation in body. Nothing? No. No? I didn't notice Did you feel any different, different after you took them out? Uh, I was happier. <laughs> I mean, I'm really interested to dig a little deeper as to your emotions when you were going through that because yeah. that's not everybody like... Not everybody gets their boobs done, first of all. Right. Decides to, they want smaller boobs, so they take the initiative to take, do another surgery to reduce them. And then at the end of it all, it's like, I just want to take them out. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine that emotional roller coaster? Like, yeah. it, I feel like it derives a lot from like your, your self-esteem in the beginning. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And how, like you said, it's like, I don't think I had it at that level that I wanted to. Mm -hmm. So then I chose to like listen to my mom from what you're telling me because mm -hmm. you value her opinion so much right. more mm -hmm. that you just feel like her opinion va is worth more than what you think right. is good for you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Was no. it was it easier to make the decision after she passed away? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think twice about it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Boobs are gone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got my implants removed, I guess, last year. You see, I, I was so bad with dates. It's like beginning um, of last year. So you yeah. met her when she, she still had her boobs? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I got them out and... Yeah, I feel I feel good. Which what the weird thing was that I, that week, like that week after I got my implants removed, was when all that stuff started coming out of people mm -hmm. having issues with implants. Oh, being sick, really? I thought yeah. that's what you had gotten them out. No, the because if I would have if I would have started hearing, <laughs> no, if I would have started hearing about people's stories about surgeries and implants and stuff, I would have freaked the hell out. Mm. So and as I would, a, I would have started putting things in my mind like, oh yeah, you know, like you know. Maybe I do feel sick. And yeah. Sick. As a listener, like, okay, so we're ha we have somebody that is gonna get them done, right? Yeah. And then we have somebody that like went through a terrible experience. So like, as a listener, if if you're somebody that's considering that option, what advice would you give in your situation? I would say if that's something that you really want, do it. Like if you're like hundred percent sure that's what you want, mm -hmm. and like that's what is going to make you feel better, mm -hmm. I would say do it. I never had issues with I never had issues with my surgeries. I have issues before I, like after I have but I, complications. Nothing. I just wasn't comfortable myself in my body. I think yeah. the most concerning part of of your story for me is the fact that your doctor even encouraged you to go higher than what you do. thought than what you thought they you wanted. Do. They say that doctor, when you go to the appointment, the doctors tell you like, yeah, everybody always, when they get them done, they always want them bigger. Mm -hmm. So get them bigger. Mm -hmm. That's what they always say. That That's concerning to me because it's like, you're kind of swaying that opinion of like, yeah. I feel like as a, I would think as a doctor, it's like, they're going to tell you, typically this is what happens with my clients, right? Like mm -hmm. I do them and uh, this per percentage of people eventually want them bigger. But uh, at the end of the day, it has to be you. Right. They're not them pushing you to do it. You know what I mean? Like. Well, they recommend you. They tell you like, well, ninety percent of people, women, like they want them bigger. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Like, he, like, told me, like, okay, I think he said, like, oh, we can do, like, a full C, it's going to be a small D, but I don't know what happened. Or, I don't know, maybe, like, the way my body was. Yeah, the set, they, they settle a little bit differently. Yeah, that, right. I was a double D. Right. But I would say if, I tell everyone, like, I have friends that tell me, I want my boobs done. Hey, if you want them, and if you are 100% sure that you want them. You I personally think, just based on your story, I think that doctor overreached. I feel like if you said your body was that tiny... Giving you a D was like a lot. Yeah, That's yeah very double common, D. Though. You it's know, very common for skinny girls to get big boobs, though. It is. I think oh, I know. Girl. Yeah, and I think it's just me because I, uh, I, my self-esteem was what, worse. Before. What was your mindset like? Truly, like obviously you didn't do it because your mom wanted you to do it, right? But what what is it? What was your expectation when you decided to do it? Like, what was going through your mind? You know, I thought that having implants in a way was going to make me feel more confident. Mm-hmm. So was you did it because of your self-esteem at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think that you think that someone should be prepared, like okay, mentally, like if you're not already confident or have that high self-esteem prior to surgery, that that's like having that cosmetic surgery isn't necessarily going to give you that the happiness that you need, oh, yeah. confidence. Yeah. Because I thought it was. That's interesting. That's interesting because I think it's a realization that if you have, if you feel in your heart that you're not you have a terrible self-esteem about yourself and you think that one surgery is going to boost your self-esteem. It's really not. You need to mentally work on yourself and be at some level of happiness. Yeah, maybe like, I completely understand like why people would want to get boobs done. Like my best friend got hers done and she has good self-esteem, you know, but like Mm -hmm. she literally felt like her boobs were tiny and that was going to just boost her up a little bit more, give her an edge. She decided not to go too big Mm -hmm. and it worked out perfect for her. I actually took the day off post-op surgery to like take care of her so she was in so much pain Mm. or whatever but but she literally like didn't do what the doctor told suggested she didn't go as big as Mm. they suggested her to do yeah you know but i also feel like her husband had a lot to do with it too like his opinion like he was like i don't want you to look too too fake you know what i mean like it's like i want i want it to be in it and it's supposed to be an enhancement of your body Mm -hmm. right right so it's crazy. Like your story to me is just insane too. Yeah. Thinking about it because I have no like, idea. I want That's to. Crazy. I probably spent maybe like a little bit over twenty thousand on with, my boobs with everything mm-hmm. with my surgeries. Wow. Mm-hmm. How do you feel now? Like, do you would you just never do them again? Oh no. Yeah. That's good. No. It, it came to the realization that you're okay with where you you yeah. are. Yeah, and the thing is that I I think I was just really stupid. And I'm sure now, because I've gained weight, I have boobs. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I'm just like, what was I thinking? Like, yeah. I actually do have boobs. Yeah. Well, it's because, yeah, when you're skinny, you have the boobs. Well, yeah. yeah. Weight, and then boobs. you're young, too. I feel like sometimes your boobs don't come, like, in you high school yeah. or when you're 17, 18. Like, sometimes they come, you know, in your mid-20s, your late-20s. Like, or after you have kids. I yeah. And I don't. But, no, I will never. For me, I yeah. wouldn't. So, <laughs> let's talk about Paula's journey because Paula has also does have a breast augmentation. Yes. Uh, well, my surgery was I want to say it's, and I, actually it's been exactly ten years ago. Wow. wow. Which is time for your replacement. replacement. They say if it's something wrong with it, I have to go check and see. Yeah. Just to make sure. Right. Like, that if they're good or if I need to replace them or not. But yeah, I got mine done in two thousand April in two thousand ten. I remember I was 22 too and I think I had always had the idea like I had smaller boobs like I'm gonna say like a B a small B mm-hmm. and I've always had like the I close met you pre 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 yeah too. and I remember like 
clothes like from the top part like sometimes like the v-necks are like kind of loose because mm-hmm. he has smaller boobs so i was like oh i want them you know whatever and at that time i think i thought about it for like a year or so and then like my mom i think she has always wanted some too but she never got hers done so like i'm the type of person like i set my mind to something and i go do the research on my own and then once i say yes that's it yeah there's no turning you're not back. changing your mind so i went i did the research and everything and i decided the size that i want to get the kind that i wanted to get um at the time i was in a relationship in, in a serious relationship so he was okay with it and he was definitely not the factor though like you did it for yourself oh no like, you know yeah. he was not the factor it was mainly for myself mm-hmm. Because same reason, I guess, you know, you wanted to boost up your self-esteem. Mm-hmm. And I actually went, actually me and my friend, we were like, okay, let's do it. So I kind of like pushed it. You to and Anna? More. Yeah, me and Anna. <laughs> so she oh, got, sorry, yeah, she got hers done, I think like a week or two before me. And then I got mine done. So I just, I really want to dig deep into like that, this, the factor of like deciding where to why you will go because i'm that type of person like i've been saying i want to get a tattoo for years but i can't bring myself to getting one done because i can't commit to it you overthink well i think think because i'm okay not having one like i don't need i don't know i don't need that self-expression because it's a self-expression right yeah but when it comes to getting your boobs done like well i first of all i think i have amazing boobs i mean you know what i mean (laughs) but but if there's one thing i would want to get done i've always said oh i want to get a nose job or whatever but not to a point to where it brings me to like actually do it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i want to dig deeper into what was that mindset like Like, i think it's just you're just overthinking it i think you just have to go for it and just do it like Mm -hmm. if you set your mind to something you just do it yeah because if you overthink it too much then you won't do it just like well that's the thing like like, i don't feel that uncomfortable with it to where i feel like i need to do it you know what i mean also like and i'm just kind of pointing something out as a listener is um both of you were young when y'all made that decision yeah that's true i feel like would you yeah you know um would you would would your decision be different if you were in your you know in your 30s and it's like oh do i want to do that you know because i look you know i you know as you guys heard you know i'm considering doing that i mean i'm haven't made that 100 percent. like i am doing it Mm -hmm. but i'm like 90 percent there um yeah and but a lot of it but for my my reasoning for wanting to do it you know is because of my weight loss and just things the effect that it did to your yeah yeah and so you know it's more correction correction and uh you know and i'm single and all that and i'm like i'm not that out there flashing people or anything but (laughs) i mean but you know just for for myself and um but which I know, listen to y'all. Y'all did it for yourselves as well. Um, but do you think that your decision would have been different had you waited? You know, maybe to your later twenties, or, or you think like for her, I'm sure. For me, yes. Yeah. I don't know. For I don't you, know. would you still be like, no, I'm still be doing it? Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe because I was maybe if I would have gained weight, they would probably have been bigger, and I'd be like, oh, I'm fine. But yeah. So what size were you? I was like a small B. Mm-hmm. But did you like, okay, before you getting your breast done, because I feel like you, like you said, you're the type of person that you decide, I'm going to do it and then there's no turning back. You right. get it done, right? Yeah. But like, before that, were you uncomfortable with your breasts? Like, were you like, I don't I like just my knew, breasts? Yeah, I just knew they were small and I yeah. wanted them bigger. And I knew there was nothing I could do to make them bigger yeah. but yeah. the surgery. It's not like so you there could work them dis- out. There was a discomfort to where you felt like they're not, at that moment, yeah. essentially good enough. You yeah. wanted, if... Like, if you can do it, why not? Like, right. that mindset, you know? Right, 
Yeah, it's like uh, at that age, you have that mentality like, oh, I want to have a nice, perfect body. Mm-hmm. 22, I was skinny, I have a big butt, and I, well, I want big boobs. I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. I think at that uh, young age, we always just think that everything is just so easy. Yeah. You know? We're like, okay, big boobs, all right, let's go get it done. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't realize. Especially like, if you have the resources to be able yeah. to do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a huge factor. The vanity, yeah. the vanity is there, mm-hmm. like, for yeah. sure. Um, for you, I would say do it. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So going back to my story, my friend Anna got hers like a week before, so I went to go see her, and then uh, when I saw her, she was like dead in the bed. Like her pain was excruciating. Her pain was like, she's like it fucking hurts. Like no, you shouldn't do it. I'm like, she tried to talk you out of it. I'm like, you're just a little weak girl. And she she is though because she can't take pain. Mm -hmm. So whenever I got mine done, I was like, okay, I got the surgery. I couldn't even like get dressed or anything. Like they had to like help me and all that. But, like, literally, I think the next day or the day after, like, I was at a graduate, my cousin's graduation. I was at work too. All drugged, I was wow. all drugged up, but I was at a graduation. I was like, woohoo. Like, I couldn't drive because it would hurt. Mm-hmm. I think I, I got drove. mine on, on a Thursday, <laughs> and I went back to work on Monday or Tuesday. Wow. Oh my gosh. I went to work two days, and they make fun of me because we were, at that time, I was working at a doctor's offices, a doctor's office, and we were moving. And two days after my surgery, I went and help them move. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Like, moving stuff? Yeah. You couldn't lift anything. What the heck? Well, I wasn't lifting, like, heavy stuff. stuff yeah. But oh, okay. there's pictures. You, I mean, because I was um, swollen. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I was at work yeah. two days after. Oh, my I'm gosh. Not, I think I'm really good with pain. Pain. pain I have tolerance. really high pain, pain tolerance. Because I wouldn't even take. I took Norco one the day after my surgery. No, the day of my surgery when I got home, I took a pain pill. But it knocked me out. And I didn't like the way it made me feel. Mm-hmm. So I didn't take it. Mm. But, that's interesting yeah. to hear like yeah. all of your stories obviously like you said I'm the only one that has never gotten anything yeah. done I'm not opposed to it so I different am, I'm an advocate for surgery like that elective surgery yeah. when it when I feel like like you said you've tried other options and boobs is not something you can grow you right. know what I mean right. but when you've already tried other resources mm-hmm. and they didn't work or it's something that you just can't change but you feel like it does like everything else in your life is good except for that one thing yeah. and that one thing just gets you down all the time yeah at that point it's like okay i understand it like yeah. do it you know what i mean but i i definitely feel like if you're if like one thing that's motivating you is want somebody else don't yeah. ever do it for anybody else because at the end of the day even if it's your husband at the time like you just never know if you're gonna have him like five years <laughs> later you know yeah. like and they're not gonna care you know so i have a question so i know you mentioned uh myra you mentioned that your mom encouraged you um, did your parents encourage you or were they telling you you don't do it? Or no, my mom was it? very supportive. Very supportive? Yeah, she was like, oh, you wouldn't get on that? Okay. I guess because... Yeah. She, yeah, like... Uh, no, my boyfriend then. Uh, my boyfriend and my parents, yeah, they yeah. were there. So, uh, and that surprises me, you know, because I think like... Latino moms? Yes, Latino moms, you know, they're very... They're close-minded. Yeah. yeah. No, my mom's the opposite. My, my mom's very open-minded. Yeah. Because even they, with my surgery, my, I mean, my parents, yes, they were... Because I explained to them everything. Like, for health reasons. Health reasons, them, yeah. right? But when I mentioned it at, uh, like, family gatherings and things like that, when they saw that I wasn't drinking this, I wasn't eating that. Right. And, and they're like, well, por qué? Why? And I'm like, well, I'm going to have surgery in a week or I'm having surgery in two weeks. And you know they would say, "Oh, you don't need that. You're 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 pretty." You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm pretty. Yeah, I'm, I'm fat, but I'm pretty. I'm you know, I'm not, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying I'm pretty. I'm ugly. Yeah. Um, but I mean, a lot of like, which were my, I guess they're my uh, grandparent, my grandpa's mm-hmm. sisters, so my great aunts. 
um you know they just have that mindset of like oh the body that god gave you that's you the should be happy is. you know you don't need that and and that's not it's a stigma safe. i feel like yeah in the hispanic community it's like you do grow up thinking like or people telling you you're fine the way you are, yeah. which is a, actually which is a okay. good motivator. Like, yeah. It builds your confidence. And that's one yeah. thing that I'm hearing from you a lot to where your parents have built you up, you yeah. know, all your life yeah. and what it seems like, you know, yeah. and that's kind of why you are yeah. such a confident person. I feel like a lot of, a lot of it does come from your childhood. Yeah. You know, and then I, I do want to address like one thing, like I, you know, it's great that, you know, if you want to have the, any kind of elective surgery, or, you know, whether it be a weight loss surgery or, you know, cosmetic surgery, um, you know, which is, that's fine. But another thing is also that if you are happy the way that you are, you know, don't let anybody any tell physically, you yeah, you know, you don't need any of these surgeries mm-hmm. that we got. You know, if you're happy with your small A's or, you know, mm-hmm. with or whatever weight, you know, whatever weight you're at, if you're happy, that's great. You know, but embrace it. Embrace it, yeah. Mm-hmm. But definitely, don't be in denial when it comes to your health. Right, yeah. right. Health is number one for sure. Yeah, that's why I said I feel like there's a fine line right between it, right? Um, in the situation, I wish my best friend was here to kind of give her story, but like in her situation, it was it was something she would always say I wanted to do. Like she wanted to do, like let me get my breast done. I'm gonna get my breast done, and finally, when she came to the decision, I guess to actually do it, like. I'm not going to, as her friend, I'm not going to lie to her. And she would tell me, like, look, my boobs are tiny. You know what I mean? She's like, you have great boobs. or like, my boobs are tiny. And to the point where it starts slowly affecting you mentally, mm-hmm. I guess. Like, she is a confident person, I feel, you mm-hmm. know. But um, when I look at her boobs and, like, I got to tell her the truth. It's like, they are tiny. You know what I mean? But right. you have, a, you as a person has a choice. Am I going to embrace them? Or I can't embrace them. So... That's when you know I have to make a change. Yeah. Just to kind of fulfill you a little bit more. Yep. And that's okay. Like, I feel like pe- some people are so judgmental against people that make those decisions. And it's like, why? Just let them be. Like, that's, you don't know what their journey is. Yeah. You know, like, in your case, I'm glad that you said your story because, like you said, I didn't do it for the right reasons, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I think it's important to hear both sides of it. Yeah. Yeah. In every sure. situation so that people, people that are kind of battling with that decision it's like understand the reason why you're even doing it in the first place right. what is it gonna what value is it gonna give you in your life mm-hmm. you know if any at all and i hope it do, it's that's the purpose of it that it's gonna give you value yeah. in some way you know and that's okay you don't have to explain to yourself to somebody that's judgmental about it mm-hmm. doesn't understand the journey why yeah. you're having to do it for yourself you know right yep well we appreciate you coming and telling us your story Amazing yes. story. Amazing. <laughs> Superhero story, mom. <laughs> yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I think today's subject was definitely something very important for people to know that, like you said, especially, like, the whole situation of, like, y'all all, try, be on, y'all all kind of on the boob journey. I, I want to call it a boob journey, okay? <laughs> As in, like, you're going to get one done. She experienced a bad situation, and Paul is just like, I'm good, you know? Like, yeah. it was the best thing ever. <laughs> but, like, hearing just different perspectives of, uh, the motivators behind that yeah. and um, hopefully people can take I, I want to say like you're not always going to take everything from right. listening to this but take what you like and leave what you don't does that make sense right. yeah like take the pot the write down what kind of spoke to you and just yeah. kind of you know if it's something that impacts you personally but take what you like leave what you don't that's the best way I can explain it when you're listening to to us or certain podcasts 
But yeah, we definitely appreciate you taking the time to come here and, and open up to us. You know, I know it wasn't easy the whole time you were talking because <laughs> it, it, it triggered yeah. some emotions, that, the emotions that you kind of yeah. went through. Yeah. But um, definitely if you guys feel like, you know, you connect with these stories in some way, let us know through comments or DMs. Um, Clarissa mentioned her Instagram, which do you want to say it again? Yeah, it's duodenal what underscore Clarissa. Yeah, That's so, such a hard word. Yeah, it is a hard word. Duodenal. Word. duodenal what? Duodenal what, yeah. So the surgery is called duodenal switch. Yeah. And I just thought, duodenal what? Because people are always like, what? Right. So duodenal what underscore Clarissa. So follow her journey. We will she, tag her. Uh, yeah, we'll tag her on our, on our post uh, for this episode. But follow her journey. Or if there's anybody that you guys know or kind of can benefit from that even, you yeah. know, you just never know. Absolutely. Like, They're more than welcome to reach out. I have yeah. people reach out to me on a daily basis and asking mm-hmm. me, like, all these questions, a lot of these questions mm-hmm. that we talked over today. And I'm more than welcome. Like, I, I'm open to talking. That's awesome. And, I feel like yeah. so many people are just, that's kind of the problem with society sometimes that, like, people don't go, don't take initiative and don't go out of their way they're to scared. find things out. Yeah. Like, just reach out to people. Like, yeah. you know, if they're going through a journey that seems similar to yours, why yeah. not? You know, yeah. why not reach out and try to try to learn something from this? And that's mm-hmm. why we created this podcast because we wanted to, like, spread, you know, share those stories with people and us right. even, like, we learned a lot from your story itself. Because, um, I mean, everybody, like, is going to form their own opinion just on what you see, but actually digging deeper and talking about it is just kind mm-hmm. of opens up a whole different perspective yeah but yeah let let us guys you know you guys let us know what you what your thoughts are on our subject today if you want to hear more about uh, other similar stories what your thoughts are on are on clarissa's journey you know share with us share with her directly um but yeah i mean make sure you guys are following us on every platform we are on spotify apple Podcasts now um subscribe to the channel so you can get notified whenever we are um, posting a new episode we do post it on our instagram page which is sipping with us sipping with us no g um and share this with others so that you can help us grow is there any last words clarissa that you want to say no i think we said it all we did good yeah yeah just thank do you, you. Yeah. yeah do you and do it for yourself yeah do it for your what's gonna make you your happy why and your why your why and nobody else like yeah. well yeah. said yeah. all right guys well checking you guys, out thank you thanks bye. for listening bye, bye. bye. until next episode